0: It's the Blues Rock Show with Pete Francis and Willie Witten. Welcome to the Blues Rock Show. I'm Pete Francis, joined by Willie Witten. Today, our special guest is one of the brightest young stars in the Blues Rock scene, Christone Kingfish Ingram. Kingfish, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing fine, man. Thank you guys for having me on. Man. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you on. And you've been having such a great couple of years. You won a bunch of BMA awards You've been having a lot of success with your debut album, Kingfish. You're still really young. What would you kind of attribute your success to? Is there anything that you can kind of pinpoint kind of your quick rise?
1: Uh, I would say, uh, I want to say back in 2015, my mom made this call to this uh, news uh, place up in up in Memphis, Tennessee. I don't think it was like uh, uh, Fox News 5 or something like that. And she asked me to do a, like a you know kind of like an interview with me and everything. I just did the White House thing like a year earlier, so she wanted me to t- talk about that. So we did the interview and the video kind of went viral. And from there on, like from 2015 on to now, that like kind of you know pushed me into like the limelight a little bit because I was playing before that and had like a regional fan base, but like no one outside of that really didn't know me until that. And from that on is what you know you know what we have now. So
2: besides this sort of young success, one of the things I look at and I always wonder is when you first went in and like you said, outside of regional success, a lot of people didn't know you. So there was a lot of surprise coming into this new album, 662 after Kingfish. I'll be honest, people have some higher expectations. Does that make you nervous? Do you feel a little more pressure? Or are you just approaching it the same way you would as any album, as any song?
1: Honestly, honestly, all, all three, because um, you know, I I really didn't expect people to gravitate toward the first record like they did, you know. So it it, it puts me in the mode, okay, man, okay, man, you gotta you gotta double down, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put out something better. And not only that, for me, it's a good thing because it challenges you, you know. You know, it puts you, it makes you, it makes you want to do better, it makes you want to go outside the box. So I think I think we kind of really pushed the envelope with this record because it's, it's it's more outside the box than the than uh uh than the first one. We stayed a little bit in the um like a little bit in the traditional land with the first one, but with this one, we kind of you know, we kind of added stuff from other genres that you wouldn't even think of, you know, like uh uh beats and stuff like that to certain songs different chord progressions and uh, not a whole lot of distorted guitar so yeah most definitely
0: Chris Stone a couple years ago we had a chance to talk at the Dallas International Guitar Festival right right and I asked you about bringing younger people into the genre what can we do to get younger people involved in the blues and your answer was bring them in with the hip-hop and then tell them about the real deal which I love that now, another artist that sort of already does that right now is Gary Clark Jr. Right. Have you ever met Gary and would you be interested in collaborating with him?
1: It's funny you just mentioned that. I just met Gary for the first time a few weeks ago uh at a at a show in Indoia, Mississippi. It was uh the BB King Museum down there. They were uh they were doing like an expansion and they had a big uh like a really big celebration for it where they brought in a bunch of guitar players and he was there. Uh, but we had talked like maybe once or twice on instagram before that but that was my first time meeting but yeah i, I definitely would like to do something uh uh with gary in the future because um i really i really dig everything like not only his guitar like work but his songwriting and his singing is dope is 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 he's bluesy but he has that like modern new r b flavor to it so like you know it puts you in the mind of like you know like crooning or something like that So when
2: you think about some of these
1: collaborations,
2: and whether it's Gary Clark Jr. or whoever it may be, as you look going forward, and even some of what you've already done, do you actively seek out some of these collaborations? Are there people you specifically would love to try to write with? Or are you someone who is more, hey... You're gonna be back on the road really soon and you're just sort of gonna take it as it comes. Is it one or the
1: other or is it a little bit of both? Uh, pretty much a little bit of both most of the time. Uh, it's definitely the one because my manager is always sending me like new artists to listen to. Like he was the one that put me on to the Black Pumas. Them, uh, uh, Alabama, you know, Shakes, of course, Brittany Howard. I'm always like seeking out new people to like collab with and make new sounds with. Especially new people that are like, you know, breathing like, you know, um, um, new life into the, you know, um, in the blues genre. Not not playing blues rock per se, but like, you know, still taking that traditional, but making it, you know, new in a way. You know, guys like Cedric Burnside and, you know, and, you know, on and on and on, most definitely.
0: Christone, one thing I wanted to ask you about was something that you did during the pandemic. It was the Robert Johnson Challenge. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of how that came together, because that was pretty neat.
1: Oh, yeah, that uh, that, uh, that stemmed from um uh, when Rob, uh, when the new photo of robert johnson had came about uh that his uh you know uh that his sister had released you know uh with a book and my friends uh two two other young black blues guitar players that's you know that's 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 showing the blues in a you know um in a positive light as far as uh um african american uh um um young blacks go uh john tavius willis from georgia and um, Marquise Knox from uh, St. Louis, you know, we both, you know, we always threw away on the phone a lot. So one time they kind of, you know, you know, they came to me with the idea, you know, let's all pick, you know, from those Robert Johnson songs. That each week we'll do one, you know, as like a, you know, an old, you know, because we thought it was really cool when that picture came out, they always like try to, paint you know Robert Johnson as being this mysterious soul to soul to the devil guy, which we know is not true. So we was really happy to see you know him showing his true light. So that's where the challenge came from.
0: Well and that that photo was a big deal because there's only oh, I think yeah. I think that's the third photo of him in existence that people know. Right.
1: Right, right, right. And it was actually funny because John Tavis called me when the photo first came out and he was like he was like look at that photo and look at the older photo. He was smiling, he getting, like you can tell the head was the same. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was really dope. It was dope.
0: So a couple months ago on the show, we had John Fusco on the show, and he wrote the film Crossroads. And we were talking to him about if the film was rebooted today, who would be cast in the movie? And he mentioned your name. Is that <laughs> something you would be interested in, and would you entertain acting?
1: yeah 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 i wouldn't i wouldn't mind doing that I've, I've i've did a few projects like that before but like in like an actual movie well they were for actual tv shows but like for actual movie i'd be down man i'd i hey, hey i what else can i say hell yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i mean it's perfect too because you're actually from the crossroads
1: right 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 clarksdale mississippi is uh it's uh yeah it's, it's right in the downtown area but yeah the the uh the uh the, uh, the big, the big, the big uh, memorabilia of it. They have it downtown for sure.
2: Okay, so sounds like you'd be willing to do this. Then I have to ask you the second question, which I think people want to hear more so. If this were to ever happen and it's going to be Kingfish in the movie, are you lightning? Or are you gonna be the devil's henchman, who's the top of the top guitar player in the universe? Back in the original, it was Steve Vai. Oh, are you gonna be oh. the young man up and coming, or are you gonna be the best player this side of the universe?
1: Oh god, uh,
2: <laughs>
1: this is probably gonna conflict with, uh, you know, some of my uh, views, <laughs> as you may, as you may. Uh, Christian Reid put it like this and some of my family made fun. But I wouldn't mind playing that role of being, you know, the devil's henchman. I, hey, that, hey, hey, you know, I, you know, it's funny. The reason why I say that now, I just made that decision now because I never thought about that and playing like the young bluesman is dope. But hey, you know, hey, you know, Steve I kind of had a member part in that role, so you, know, <laughs> hey, I wouldn't mind, you know, trying my look at that. You know, I, I can't, I can't be menacing or uh, uh, intimidating that much, but I can try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if they did make Crossroads again, if they rebooted it, Chris Stone, are there any other guitarists or, or blues acts out there that you think would be really good to be in the movie?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, Marquise, John Tavis, Willis, those two guys are a shoe-in. Uh, uh, a, lot, a lot of more guys that we've just uh, 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 come in contact with. Uh, Stephen Hall um, out of Wisconsin, uh, Sean McDonald out of Georgia, Jay Hop out, uh, out of Georgia. Uh, D. K. Harrell out of uh, Louisiana, who's like a BB King disciple. It's so many, like so many choices of people. Jemaya Rogers in Chicago, uh, uh, even 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 um even the young ladies like Anika Chambers and Avery um, B up in Michigan. You know, a whole lot of people, most definitely. So you just said he listed a
2: bunch of names that maybe in this small triad we know a lot of them. A lot of the people watching may not know some of them. <laughs> Segueing into What do you think is maybe the best way? And I know we've spoken about Pete and I before about social media, and we're talking about a movie now for you who are more in tune to what's going on on the ground level. What do you think is the best way to get some of these names that deserve to be out there, out there more, and to bring some of this blues rock or just this type of real music back into the public eye at the top where the three of us think it should be?
1: Well, I think, um, I think, I think more, I think more of the artists should, you know, how can I put this? Let me put this. Let me, let me think about this for a second. I think, I think, I think more of the promoters and talent buyers or agencies, whatever you put, I think, I think, I think they should like shift their focus to these guys and, and, and not overlook them because, you know, there, there are some obstacles in this, you know, in this blues journey that some of us, you know by the grace of God you know and have good business we have been able to overcome and but some people you know they don't have that you know they don't have that luxury so I think I think I think the more and and and, and not only that it takes for us artists who are like you know almost established or well established or, or you know or, or um or or however you want to put it it's up to us to you know they you know help our fellow artists and push them out into the limelight and and to you know, and to, and to, you know, and to push them into uh, more audiences and more and um and more promoters to see them and get them out there.
0: So, Christone, earlier we touched on your new album, Six Six Two, that's coming out July twenty third. So, kind of looking at this album, how did you challenge yourself after that debut album did so well?
1: Oh wow! Well, um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to go a little bit more outside the box. There's like more like I said, like, it's not too much distortion as like it was on the first one, but like, um, uh, I went outside the box, like with different chord changes and I bought like a, like a different array of tones on, like on the first album, I used the I used the Les Paul um, pretty much on the whole thing. So like it, it, it had this like one dimensional Humbucker sound, but on this record, I challenged myself, you know, to, you know, uh, go more lightweight with the, uh, with the strats and, uh, uh playing acoustic, you know, and and you know, and not hiding behind all the pedals and everything like that. So that's pretty much what I, you know, um, you know, uh how I kind of challenge, you know, playing different uh different chord progressions and different uh uh scales and stuff like that, you know, in the record, you know, playing out.
2: One of the things that I noticed beyond the different sort of structure of the songs, like you said, and the changing of the guitar tones, there's a lot more of your voice. Yeah take center stage on this album and and obviously those who have listened to kingfish know that you have a voice but 662 really sort of puts it front and center were you apprehensive about making some of those changes was that your idea or was that something that you came to through
1: your label how did that come about that you're going to take that leap and show your vocal chops. Oh, I think I think that just came with me like um um growing with time because I saw a lot of like growth in a lot of things as far as my music, like from like from the way I conduct my shows to me playing. And when it came to my singing, uh, I felt like it was just like me getting older and me just uh and having producers, you know, you know, behind me, you know, telling me to push my voice. Because when I was in like the studio doing the Luke Cage thing, like the producers on that, they would tell me they was like, Man, don't sing like so low, like you know, try to, you know, try to push and, you know, and fill it out. So that and so, so that I kind of, I kind of learned how to do that and kind of, you know, sing you know, like pushing it and, you know, really feeling as opposed to just singing words and just not putting like no, you know, uh, structure or melody or, or, you know, or some, uh, or some sort in there.
0: One track that I really liked that I thought was a little different for you was That's All It Takes. What's yeah. kind of the, the story behind that song and how did that one come together?
1: That's the one, uh, Tom, uh, Tom. 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 Uh, Tom actually came uh, with the concept uh, to me on that one, and we and we kind of um, and we and we co-wrote on that one. Uh, I I love the idea of it because um like you know some of my favorite vocalists you know soul vocalists like Sam uh, uh uh Sam Cooke um a uh, Willie Hutch and I've always like wanted to do like a soul song in that in that vein. So that was like, you know, very different, you know? So, you know, uh, even though, um, even though soul and blues are, are very uh, parallel, uh, I'd really never did soul music before. So I wanted to like, you know, put my, uh, put, my uh, um, uh, put my head in that rig and see what, uh, uh, what could I do? And it came out very beautiful, man. It was, it was, it was very dope, very same cook vibe to it.
0: Yeah, I thought it turned out great. Thank you, thank you. Do you have When, and obviously
2: this isn't out yet for everyone, Pete and I have gotten a little bit of the early show and I certainly liked it, I know Pete did too. For you though, if, when people see the singles, they get some advance notice, but as we all know, sometimes some of those tracks that don't get the publicity at first, that aren't immediately digestible become the songs that people love, the songs that really have the staying power. Kingfish, Is there a song or two on this album that you think that over time people will find some real depth and meaning to, and some empathy with what—not just the music, but the message?
1: Uh, uh, there's a song in there by the name of "Another Life Goes By." Uh, that song, uh, pretty much is kind of crazy. Like we wrote that song. I want to say like, uh, me and Tom, we we um we did that. I want to say two or three years before everything had happened last year, you know, with all the police brutality and, and, um, and George Floyd and whatnot. And when we recorded it, 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 it was like, man, you know, it was, you know, it was very time telling and a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people who call themselves blues fans. They don't understand that what's going on in today's world is all part of the blues. They think blues is just, Oh, my baby left me, you know, and guitar solos. They don't understand, you know, as us being young black men and playing blues and beer from the South, this is something that we have to talk about. Uh, and we'll talk about it anyway, rather than just writing about it on the Facebook post and putting in our music. So I, I just felt compelled to you know, do that, even though the song was uh, written like two or three years ago, it's, you know, it's, it's talking about our time now. So I felt very, record- um, I, felt, I felt like very, very compelled to put it out because uh, it needs to be said, most definitely.
0: And now the album comes out July 23rd. What's next for you, Christone?
1: Well, um, I, I had some, I had some like, uh, I can't go too heavily on it, but I just had a, uh, I just had a uh, gig where I did like my first voice acting thing, which, uh, uh, which is pretty cool. So all I can say is if you guys are gamers, uh, I think you, you know, I think you guys will enjoy that, you know, so uh, again, like another way of, trying to bring blues to younger people um i just did another i just did another uh film show project that's uh, uh uh um that should be coming out and not only that we hit tour the same day as uh the album comes out on july 23rd so other than that uh yeah pretty much man the year should be looking good man um uh, uh year been 20 uh uh 22 top of 2022 so yeah, man, we're going to hit up some cities and finally get back out there and uh, serve some good music to the people, so for sure.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. And remake Crossroads and put you in it.
1: Gosh, gosh. <laughs> hey, 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 tell to talk to me. Hey, hey, let's work. Hey, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> All right, Chris Stone, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate your time. Thank
1: you. No problem. Thank y'all for the opportunity, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys.
0: All right. for Willie Witten and Kristone, Kingfish, Ingram, I'm Pete Francis. This is the Blues Rock show. We'll see you next time.